0: Happy Wednesday, Secret Squad. I'm Robin McGraw, and this is a brand new episode of I've Got a Secret. My guest today is known as Mystic Michaela. What makes her mystic? Well, she is an aura reader that can see energetic colors surrounding people, indicating their imbalances, personality, and passions. Auras are such an interesting topic. If you've loved my episodes on astrology and numerology, then this one is right up your alley. This is the secret to the aura rainbow, yay! Okay, so Mystic Michaela. So really, that's just really your work name, correct?
1: Yes, my name's Megan, and you can call me Megan. It's really Megan Michaela, but I don't know Mystic Michaela just flowed when I started. Uh-huh. But well, yeah, Megan's my name.
0: I love the flow of Mystic Michaela, but you're <laughs> right. really Megan right. Michaela Fiester. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to call you, Megan. (laughs) Okay. I love it. Let's do that. Okay, good. You have no idea how excited I have been to have you on my podcast.
1: I'm so excited to be here. I actually listened to your podcast. It's helped me like so much. I have to tell you, I love what you're doing here. I It's so healing and helpful. So thank you. Thank you for having me on. And I feel just like all chills. Oh my gosh. I love that too.
0: And it's so funny because anyone who knows me knows that when I say, oh, I just got chills, they know that that's something I always say when it's like a
1: really positive, passionate time for me. I'm the same way. I call them my spirit tingles. Like, oh, like something's important. Oh, my spirit tingles. I love
0: that. So I'm so excited to learn more about this topic. Can you tell everyone
1: what an aura is and why they matter? So I've always seen colors around people, and it took me a while myself to understand why they mattered. Um, I was a teacher. I actually got my bachelor's and master's, and I was a middle school teacher for a long time, and I would see colors around the kids. And I was like, oh, wait. And I always saw them my whole life. But when I was teaching, I was like, wait a second. Now they start to mean more things to me, like yellow aura kids needed more grammar focused lessons or red aura kids thrived in competition. Um, And I noticed that and I was like, oh, and I would kind of differentiate my instruction (laughs) based on aura colors, which, so it's really an energy signature around, each person if you think about it everyone's kind of like got their own signature you feel even if you can't see auras, you feel them as like a vibe everyone picks a vibe off of somebody some of us are more aware of it than others and that's all it is like and i just happen to see it in colors and so i realized that it went a lot deeper than learning it went into personality it went into what was going on at home It started linking to patterns or traumas or potential selves, things they were hiding. And then I realized, wait a second, this is more, I need to do more with this. And that's how I started this whole thing. Wow.
0: So do you physically see the colors?
1: So for me, I do. So it's funny, somebody asked me once, how do you drive if you see colors (laughs) around everybody? (laughs) It's different for me. So you know how little kids, they see things, even though they don't see things, Uh but they, they it's, it's my third eye really. It's just, I'm so used to incorporating that with my physical eyes. I see them the same. However, I do, I always see them, but I will kind of have to turn it off every once in a while. Otherwise I'd be way too distracted. Right. So it's, it's the same thing I tell people and and for me it's like a sense like smelling like it's so natural to me you can't turn off your nose you know but you don't always smell everything unless something really hits you either like good or bad and that's the same thing with how I see auras unless I'm in a session when I go out in public um I try to unless somebody's really shocking with their aura color I don't really notice it anymore unless I'm I make myself
0: yeah so do objects have auras
1: you, they don't. It's like a living thing kind of a thing. Like plants have them and animals have them, although they're different than our own. The human aura is just a little bit, I don't want to say complicated. I want to say it's more layered because I feel like we hold on to a lot more stuff than, for example, like your dog or your cat does, you know. So it's, it's different, but yeah, living things have them. Yeah.
0: So let me ask yeah. you this. Have you always had this gift?
1: I always have. I just didn't think anything of it, really. It, it's just like if, if somebody was like, hey, when did you realize you could smell? Or when did you realize you could feel things, you know, with your fingers? You don't, it's just part of me. I didn't have anybody tell me what it was good for or anything. So I had to kind of figure that out on my own. And that took a while. But once I did, then it was like, whoa. And this whole world got opened up to me um, it's like a muscle, like anything we do, right? Uh, the more you do it, the, the stronger you get at it, and the more is revealed to you. And so when I started taking this into a practice, like one-on-one sessions with people, then it got very deep and very in-depth. And and a lot of times it, ha- it, it deals with, it ends up dealing with like what's holding you back. What's holding you back? What's the pattern that you have to see in yourself? And what can you do to be a better version or like, I guess your more authentic version. That's, that's what the whole point of it is. But yes, my whole life I've seen them. Wow. I love how focused
0: and passionate you are about your gift.
1: You know, I'm really appreciative for this gift because it lets me see people the way I feel like they are. So I, it's, you know, and I think like, well, I think you're like that too, Robin, you know, like. You, you feel people and it's hard to be angry with people or it's hard to be victimized or take it personally or someone, you just know where something's coming from. And I, I really want people, a lot of times I'll meet somebody and they don't know how beautiful they are. They don't know how talented they are. They don't know how much potential they are. And I get to see that. And I try so hard to tell them, and aura colors happen to be my tool, you know, oh. notice this about yourself. And instead of hiding it away, which so much of us do, and I'll see that as like a hidden color, like a little color they hide in their aura field. Uh-huh. I'm like, let's bring that out. <gasps> and why are you hiding it? You know, so that's the gift of it. Oh,
0: that's just so beautiful. So how many aura colors does one person have?
1: Usually two, sometimes three. But most people have, too. Really? And yeah. how many aura colors are there in all? So there's five main aura colors. There's red, green, yellow, purple, and blue. And then there's, like, some fringe aura colors, like indigo, turquoise, and pink. But most of the time, I'll see you know, like two from the main aura colors, like a red, blue person or a purple, green person.
0: So that's usually how it goes. So are all aura colors positive?
1: Yes. And I get asked that a lot. So who you are authentically is always positive. Oh, it's, I love that. Yeah. It's whoever you are. Now you'll meet people sometimes and they're pretending to be somebody else. And and that comes from maybe a deep seated insecurity or trauma or whatever. And you can notice, you feel that on somebody. It's just kind of a vibe. Some of us feel it more than others. Some of us are triggered by it. Some of us are called to help them because we feel that. Um, But there's that, that's when it can feel a little negative or out of whack. Uh, And a lot of times, and I bet a lot of your listeners are like this, and I know that you're probably like this too, we'll feel their issues inside of ourselves. So if you're for some reason focused on somebody, you're probably going to figure out what's wrong with them by like, oh, how do I feel when I'm around them? Uh-huh. And that's a great indication of the reflection of what's going on in them. Wow.
0: So who are some celebrities that have the more rare colors and combinations?
1: Oh, that's such a fun question. Okay. okay so I <laughs> I think about like who's in the news, you know? Yeah. So Britney Spears, for example, she is a very, she has a pink and purple aura. So pink, like Paris Hilton is also pink. Um, you try to think of pink people. Britney Murphy was pink. Anna Nicole Smith was pink. Yeah. Pink people tend to t- get taken advantage of a bit in life. Um, they have, so pink people, their auras, very childlike, very optimistic, very innocent. Oftentimes it's perceived as uh, naivete or perceived as like, oh, I need to take control of this person. They don't know what they're doing. And from an early age, they can get told that they're flaky or flippant, or just, they don't, they're not told to have confidence in themselves as children. Um, Usually I'll see a lot of pink kids, but as they grow, I don't see a lot of pink adults. So you can lose a color in childhood if it's not, um, I guess, backed up or supported by your parental situation, but yeah, so she's pink. So I think we see that's kind of easy to see on her, like how that plays out. Um, Jennifer Lopez, she's a fun combination. She's red and purple. So red, purple people, I say, cause reds are like army sergeants and purples are like rock stars. So I can't imagine what it's like. Living in her head, because she seems like a hard, hard worker, but also such a creative. And usually red purples have to manage themselves. And I don't know anything about her career situation, but I would assume she is the one that's like, let me look at that. Let me look at that contract. Let me make sure. Like, I feel like she's in charge of herself. And that's yep. a very red purple thing yep. to do.
0: You know, I know her. She's been in my home for dinner before. And and I was very impressed with how in charge of herself she is. Love you that. just oh, described so cool. her very well. Now I know that the pairings of certain astrological signs can predict compatibility. Does the same go for auras?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. So for, so for example, um, green people, uh-huh. I'll just take I'll take Dr. Phil for a second.
0: Good, good. Green people. <laughs> That's so funny because I printed a photo of him today. I don't know if this works. I don't know if it makes any sense. It does. So Rosa, on my staff here, she took a photo <laughs> and she printed it. So I thought, well, maybe Megan can look at that photo. I don't know if she does oh, yeah. it this and of way. course,
1: Well, of course I know what he looks like and anyways. Read it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So... And you guys are the perfect example for compatibility because, well, he's green and like, and I'll explain this. He's green and like a very deep blue and you're indigo and purple. And I always see greens and indigos together and they just work out. So when I look at, oh, there he is. There he is. Isn't he, isn't he cute?
0: Isn't he he cute? And he's reading (laughs) into the mic about you and this podcast right now. So I'm holding this up. So the readers know I'm holding up a photo of the photo I took of what I'm explaining. And I'm going to post it on the website.
1: Yeah, that's a great one. I mean, all right. So green people, they're like logical, but intellectual, very passionate love. Like when with him, and this is a green person thing, but especially because he's so balanced and he like, works on himself so much. Like, that's a green person thing, like self-growth. What's next? What can I learn? What can I do? How can I, you know, be even a better version of myself? Like, what? so that constant learning, which can stress some people out in relationships, but not you, because you're an indigo. So some people might be, oh, you know, greens like to work. Greens like to work. They like to They love it, and it's good for them, and you're indigo. So indigos are, like, absorbing empaths who have the ability to, like, mind read (laughs) and, like, non-verbally communicate, and it's really in an attempt to heal other people's traumas and things like that. But with him, it's like when you feel him vibrating at his highest good, you just, oh, you just take that in, too, and you're just so – happy that you, and and he doesn't feel bad and you don't feel bad. So it's really like a shared, um, soul growth thing for the both of you. But I see that a lot with greens and indigos and sometimes indigos need their alone time. And sometimes greens need their alone time. So you guys can go read a book in your separate rooms and then come back, you know, so, and you get that on each other. Yes. Um, yeah. Yes. So I say, and, go, and, and,
0: you go, you go play tennis, go do your thing go do that. And I totally support him doing what he needs to replenish. I totally get that. And I admire that in him. I admire his need to absorb, learn, read, and work on his craft. There's just something about that that I, I admire that in him.
1: Because, you know, one, it makes him happy yes. You feel that off of him. And two, you love him so much. You want him to be his best version of self, his best authentic self. And he feels the same way about you. So like, and you're purple too, which is fun because purple people can be, you know, they're creatives and, you know, you can throw them for a loop every once yep. in a while and, you know, yes, you're the supportive, wonderful wife, but sometimes it's like, okay, we're going to have some fun now or whatever, yes. you know? So yeah, her pur- being purple, that's kind of entertaining for him, I'm sure. Because yes. it's like, just when he thought he had you figured out, he's like, oh, Robin, okay. Yeah, That's so <laughs> that's, true. That's interesting. That's
0: so true because I can, he he can do something or say something and I'll go, no, no, no I don't think I'm going to do that. I don't think I want to do that. And the look on his face will be like, what? Oh, he's
1: a like, really heart. Oh, yeah. really? That's such a
0: great idea. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. After we've been married 45 years, and
1: I can, he can have a look on his face like, what? Oh, okay. I love it. That's such a purple person thing, you know, always, uh, I guess, reestablishing who you are, trying new things, reinvention. Um, who am I today? Who am I tomorrow? New contexts, all that. So, yep. yeah, you two yep. are a great example of a great compatible relationship.
0: Oh, I love hearing that. That's so wonderful. Well, I know that the aura placement is an important concept. Why do our colors move around?
1: They do. Yeah. So that's the other thing. Um, It's just the way I see them, by the Uh way. Like, you know, other people might, I don't know, maybe they have different ways of seeing them. The way that I see them is patterns and placement usually have a metaphorical uh, thread that can go down to their life. So for example, like when I was talking about some people might hide a color. So somebody might hide, for example, maybe somebody's blue. Now blue people are naturally really empathic and sensitive people. They're givers, they're thoughtful. They can be a little bit they can be a little bit touchy though sometimes if they feel slighted or if they don't feel like people are noticing all that they're doing. They're givers, but they don't want to thank you. But then I'll see if somebody's hiding their blue. They can get a little angry or resentful or something. And it's like, but you're hiding everything that you're doing for people. So it's important to stick around for the thank you. It's uncomfortable for you because perhaps that was not your role growing up or hearing that was not part of the deal you were supposed to just do and then run away. And now now you're still doing that and getting angry that people aren't noticing or saying thank you. So you have to step up in yourself and receive the thanks and stick around, but, you know, things like that. But I'll see it in their aura because they kind of hide their blue away or their blue's a little muddled or or darker than it should be. So yeah, and, and they move a lot. Like some people, when their auras move a lot, it means they're kind of busy thinking. So like shades and I guess how fast it is. So sometimes I'll see people and like, let's say they're a yellow person and their yellows all over the place. I'm like, okay, you're, you're dealing with a lot of stress or anxiety right now. Um, because yellow people are usually like very organized. I'm sure you work with a lot of them. They're the ones that are like, here's the list. Here's what you got to do now. Wait, you got to be over here. I tell, you know, they're they're like on that. So when they're in the zone, they can get a little bit in that process so you can kind of tell. Um so yeah, it, that it, it so it's very metaphorical.
0: I love this. I love this so much. So what is the goal of an aura reading?
1: When I when I do an aura reading with somebody, it's I mean, like I always say, the colors are just how I walk into it, but it doesn't matter what color you are. It's really the journey into think kind of thinking and cross-checking and reflecting on what motivates you, who you are versus who you feel you need to be. There's a difference. And the colors for me are just ways I can see it quickly and broach the subject because sometimes we're a little bit like, oh, what is that? I, you know, it's hard to see things about yourself. So really, it's about the journey inward. Who am I? What motivates me? What do I like to do versus what do I think I should be doing? What what parts of myself who are actually me have I learned to repress? Because for whatever reason, I feel like I can't survive as me. So I have to wear, you know, inauthentic masks and stuff out in the world. So that's the end goal. Who am I? And how can I live life exactly who I am without covering myself up? But the problem is, which isn't a problem, but it's a challenge more like it. You're going to probably have to change up some things. So when, you know, when you see yourself and you're like, oh, I've built a whole life around hiding parts of myself. And now I don't want to do that anymore. Relationships might change. Um, your habits might change. Your job might change. Relationships, all that. So that's, it's a lot. It's 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 very deep.
0: <laughs> wow. It's really just becoming aware of who you are in different areas I guess of your life or all areas of your life.
1: It's amazing how just our our energy, the energy we project touches things from what workouts that are going to work for you um what types of relationships with friends are going to work out for you. I mean, so many of us try to do the things we think we're supposed to do and then we fail. And it's like, why don't you just look at where you're failing and then realize like, okay, let me, let me change some things around, be honest about it and, and make, make the accommodations for it. And then you won't fail anymore. (gasps)
0: That's so interesting. I'm a very visual person. And so I feel like I see color and my surroundings have to be very artistic. And I'm very creative in our home and my wardrobe. I do my own hair and makeup for the camera because I love that kind of thing. So does that mean that when I do that, I am creating my aura?
1: Yes. Yeah. And you're, you know what you're doing? Like when you do that, you're surrendering to joy Um, you as a purple, you're, you're a creative and as an indigo, I feel probably, this is the home thing. You need your home to feel safe and you need it to feel like it reflects your vibe and you need it to feel like home. And, and also like just who you are as a person, when you meet people, because you're so much is your indigo. So you're just always in their energy. You want to make sure that their first impression of you is the one that's really you. Uh-huh. So there's probably a lot of you that goes into you. Yep. Like I want, and so I'm sure that just how you are is you're approachable and, and you want to yes. look approachable and you want to, and you want to reflect your, your joy, my true your authentic clothes, self. In your makeup. Yeah. So when people meet you, they get, they get a real essence of, of Robin. And, and to me, that is you. It's just like an artist who can paint, who paints, or just like a writer who writes or, a, or, a uh, I guess, a musician who picks up their guitar. That's your creative expression extension of you, which is so necessary to know yourself. And we all have something. And even if somebody's like, oh, it's so silly, I just love gardening. That's not silly. That's your creative extension of yourself. Wow.
0: Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13.
1: The first page of a book never tells the full story. And those news alerts and headlines, like the ones we get on our phones, don't even scratch the surface of what the story is really all about. Stories are like people, multi layered and complex. It takes some digging to find the truth, but when we find it, it can change our world. We like to dig. The news on Merritt Street, Essential Television.
0: So, we do two things at every podcast. And one is the drink of the day, because we create a drink for our guest and our topic. The drink is called the Alluring Aura. And this is a gorgeous layered cocktail that, when finished, fades from indigo into red. And I thought it was perfect for our discussion about different colors coming together to make something beautiful. Isn't this gorgeous? Oh, and I want all of our listeners to go to I've Got a Secret with RobinMcGrodd.com because you will die when you see this. It is two ounces of Empress Blue Gin, one ounce of lemon juice, one fourth ounce of simple syrup, two strawberries, three to four basil leaves. And what you do is you muddle the strawberries and basil in your rocks glass. Add in the lemon juice and simple syrup, stir to combine, then add ice to your glass Using a bar spoon, carefully layer Empress Gin on top. The result is a gorgeous layered drink. Can you believe how gorgeous this is?
1: That is so pretty. And it's so funny because that's your aura color, your indigo. Can you believe it? <laughs> and I did not
0: know this when we that. created this drink. I know. Look just at that. It's so pretty. So. I wish I was there. Cheers, Gio. Cheers.
1: <laughs> Cheers.
0: Well, I'm so interested in your personal story. Having been a school teacher early in your career, I love that because I always wanted to be a school teacher. Yeah, it's fun. Kids are fun. Yes, they are. What was life like before you turned your gifts into your life's mission?
1: Yeah, I think it's a, you know, I think a lot of people can relate. I was going through the motions, but not connecting with what I was doing. There were parts of my job I loved and, looking back like in hindsight where sometimes it's the best time to look at these things hanging out with the children was my favorite part like creating the lesson plans that made them light up uh based on their aura colors or whatever I mean they the children are very authentic and this is what I realized um looking back was what was going on when you're around kids and you're somebody and, and you're me and I need to see I like people's auras that are kind of like clear and they know what they're doing and they're open to things and they're they're themselves grumpy, happy, whatever. They just come as they are. They're not hiding it. That to me, as somebody who also is like an extreme empath, so I feel other people's feelings and it can sometimes just completely just shut me down. That was my favorite part. And so that was good, but everything else was awful. I was very, I had a lot of anxiety all the time, like crippling anxiety. I felt very stuck in my body. I felt very stuck in my life. I felt all these things. And, and also just, I didn't know what to do, you know? So what you can, and a lot of times, like you, i like, I know I, this aura thing means something, but I don't know what to do with it, except move forward. And then there's all these other things. Like, how do you go up to somebody and tell them what their aura is and not have them look at you like you're loony tunes, you know? So I, <laughs> so it's, honestly, it was a process it's, and I just started small. I, I, I started very small. I, I ended up getting pregnant and I took time off anyways. And I'm like, you know what? Let's, start with email or a reading. Somebody would send me a picture and I would just write back a few paragraphs and really it was like for practice for me. So I would just like, all right, if you guys want it, if anybody wants to send me strangers pictures and I'd write back what I saw and then people started resonating and then people started saying, Hey, this helped me with this or this helped me see this or whatever. And then from there, it just got bigger and I just got more developed in my mission and what I wanted to do with it. So I guess, Just to anybody struggling with what to do next. It's a process and it doesn't happen overnight. And there's a lot of days you don't know what you're doing, but you have to follow the joy and pay attention to what you do like versus what you don't.
0: It's almost like when you allow yourself to be in your aura and go with what you should be doing in your life, you will be.
1: Yeah. You know, what you focus on grows and that's, you know, a lot of the universe. And, and I, that's the thing like you might not know what you're going to do next in this world, but at least you know what you like and you sit in it and you you talk to it and you nurture it. And just like you with your hair and your clothes and the decorating do things that make you just feel like you and that it's amazing how things line up and you wouldn't think it's related but it is. So yeah, I think you understand. That. I love yeah. it. Well, I read
0: that your 12-year-old daughter, she also sees auras. Is that true? Yes. Oh my
1: god. Yes. <gasps> 12 she years just, old. When she was 6, <gasps> she started saying things like, I don't like it was just very natural. Like, who is the purple person? Who you know your friend the purple one? I'm like, "Oh, okay, <laughs> cuz I don't have like Barney's the dinosaur isn't my yeah. friend." So I'm like, "Okay, oh, I love like it. Oh. You, she must be seeing auras. And so from there on, she does see them. You know, the thing with auras is you can see them, but sometimes it gets attached to stuff where maybe you're a kid and you don't know what that means. So you can see someone's aura and it's like dark or stressed out or whatever, a little frazzled. And you don't understand that maybe they're going through a divorce or some grown up issue. Uh, So she'll see things and just like, like oh that's purple but not a good purple or something or or she's yellow but it's uh, i don't like it like that so she'll see them but she uses them basically for her teachers so this is how she she's a good it. student probably like your kids she's a, she's a very very serious student so she uses it to be like okay you know the english teacher this is you got it she's yellow which means you got to hand it in on time this is how she likes it she likes you know you email like she knows each teacher's personality based on their aura color and it just helps her have a better relationship with them. I love that. brings her to better grades. Yes, that's how she uses it. So let's talk about your
0: brand new book, the Angel Numbers book. Have you always practiced numerology? Because I have to tell yeah. you, I am like so into numbers.
1: Do you love it? Yeah, love, I, you I know, I think Just like a lot of us who pay attention, and I know and some listeners might be like, Well, I've never had a repeating number. Well, pay attention because they do show up, and then the more the more you pay attention, the more they tend to show up. But um, I was approached to write this book and I'm like, Oh my gosh, I'd love to do it from the angle because I really want to empower people to build their own relationship with the ones who are sending the numbers. You know, you can go. Oh, I see one, two, three. What does it mean? You can go Google it or look it up, but really it's about you and it's being sent to you. So let's figure out what it means to you. So that's really the crux of it. Like I really wanted to empower readers to break down their own uh, angel numbers and then build that relationship with the, with the one sending them to you.
0: Oh my gosh. So So I'm sure that there are many, but is there a group of numbers that you especially love to see?
1: Well, I mean, yes. I mean it's so hard because it's like choosing favorite children or something. I <laughs> I'm like, oh, oh, it's so cliche to say one one one. Um, but I love seeing one 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 or what or eleven eleven. You know, the way that I see it is when something is about to happen, I'll see that a lot. Very repeat. I think a lot of us will, and I feel like it's um uh, like I call it a screenshot number. So you know when you take a screenshot of your phone, like your angels are taking a a screenshot of your vibe and your mindset. So when you see it, you don't it doesn't mean life has to be perfect, but it means like, you know what? Let me get grateful for something. Let me think something happy that happened today. Let me just kind of reorganize in there. Get on a get on a slightly higher vibe because they're going to use that screenshot to replicate what's to come. So I, I like seeing 1111 11 and 111.
0: Oh, my gosh. So I really love in your book when you talk about repeated numbers and the difference mm-hmm. between sequences of one, three and four. Can you explain that to the listeners?
1: Yeah. So like if you see, you know, the way that I just see it from angels, it's kind of like the more repeated you get, like maybe like there's one and then there's one, one. And then there's one one one. And then there's one 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 one. It's like exclamation marks. Uh-huh. It's like pay, attention. Uh, 10 shin. So sometimes, um, and then so sometimes like they'll add numbers on to try to really get you to it's like blowing up your phone, really. Yeah. Like or something. Yeah. Like, yeah. okay, come on. Um, and then sometimes numbers will be uh like, I think you talked about one, two, three. So if it's like a sequence, it's interesting to pay attention to because it's like, you know, I'm in the middle I call it stepping stones numbers. So it's like, OK, we're in the middle. You're in the middle of something. It's going to be OK. You're in a small spot. Pay attention. Sometimes you just get a double number sometimes and and you can you can take a look at each number individually and break it down for yourself. I would say that the most important thing when you get a number is to sit there and be like, where did I see it? And how do I feel? And what's going on in my life right now? Because you can look up number meetings and I, I'm going to have it in my book too. I have like, you know, my interpretations of the number meetings and stuff, but, but really I just always want everyone to like, wait a second, how is this important to me? And go through that process of thinking. Cause it is an individualized message for you.
0: Oh, I love how you just said that the location of the number matters. Because I had an experience where I was looking for an office building and the suite number of the perfect option happened to be a double of my lucky number 1212. And I didn't even oh my know it. Gosh. I didn't even know it. I was looking for the, an office in the building. I went and looked at it and it, it the, the office was a mess. And I really <laughs> went to the building to look at a different place. And Philip had said, you should go to this building. It's across the street from my dentist's office, but I think it's the perfect location, da da, da. I went and looked, da da. And he said you should look at the the, the top floor. And I didn't like it, but I asked for a different a go and someone had just moved out. And so the 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 office was a mess. And most people would go, Oh, I don't I don't like this, it's a mess. But I have the ability <laughs> to see how it would look if I remodeled and da, da, da. So I went home and I told Philip, I said, oh, I looked at a different space and I really think it's the space I want. He said, okay, well, uh, let's, I'll call about it. And he said, well, I think it's available. I can, we can get it for you. And I said, oh, but wait a minute. I need to know the, I need to know the office number of it. And so he called and he goes, you're not going to believe it. It's 1212. up. I said, oh, I knew it was what I was supposed to have.
1: Did you get that one? Yeah, I got it. Oh, my. Oh
0: I my got God. it. That's
1: how crazy is that? Isn't like, that that's like your angels. Like, they talk
0: right to they you, me to yeah. that floor and to that nasty looking office. But I got they it. They don't mess around with you. Yeah. <laughs> I love this so much. Your book is so fascinating and I totally recommend it to everyone. So what's next on the horizon for you?
1: I'm just continuing to, I guess, try to get the message out there (laughs) of self-exploration. You know, I love to do it through aura colors. They're just a fun thing to do. They're a fun way to do it. And like I said, just, I guess the journey within and encouraging people to take that in any way they can, you don't have to believe in any of this to do it either. In any way that's good for you, you do that because it's about you. And I, and, and that's really just anything that can allow me to do that. There I'll be.
0: I think we've come down to the second thing that we always do in every podcast, and that is the game of the day. Do you love playing games? I do. I, I do.
1: I get stressed out, though. Don't be stressed. Okay. Because are there prizes? Will I lose? You I are going to have the prize of the day. Trust me. Okay. Okay, great. So
0: we create a game for our guest and our topic. And so this game is called Know Your Numbers. Now, as we discussed, your new book is all about recognizing and understanding angel numbers. So we're going to play a game that challenges your knowledge of number patterns. Ooh. I'm going to read off a pattern of numbers, and you're going to have to figure out what the pattern among the numbers is.
1: Okay. okay. That's fun. I let's think it's going it. to be fun.
0: So let's get started. Number one. Okay. Six, 12... Twenty-four and forty-eight.
1: Okay, this is so easy. (laughs) This is so easy. That oh my gosh! Oh, this feels like a math problem that I don't understand. I know
0: it's a math problem. (laughs) We just had to multiply by two. (laughs) Oh,
1: I see. Oh my gosh, I lost. Oh,
0: well, I kind of just told you the answer because I thought uh, you multiply by two. I'm bad. I see. I told you. Okay. Okay. Here's the next one. OK, now you kind of get it. OK, a, OK. OK, 81, 27, 9,
1: three. Oh, my gosh. Are they all like multiples of three or something? Yes,
0: yes. You divide by three.
1: Did they do it? OK, good. Yeah, you got it. You
0: got it. OK, <laughs> here's the next one. OK, uh, yeah. 15, 19, 23 and 27. Oh, oh my yes. Gosh. Listeners, you can play along. Okay.
1: Oh yeah, that's a good idea to play along okay. and help me 15, out. 15, 19, 23
0: and 27. Oh yeah.
1: You're adding 4 each yes! time? Yes! Yay! Okay, this is the last one. <laughs> I majored in Spanish literature, everybody. Okay.
0: <laughs> I'm pretty good at math, but this is hard. Okay, last one. 35, 28, 21, 14. So something with 7? Yeah. Subtract 7. Okay. Okay. Gosh, I'm sweating. I don't know about you.
1: I'm sweating. I
0: you brought me back to like middle school. where I'm like, don't call on me, yeah. Miss Robin. It's like, it's like <laughs> my God, I got myself through school and my two boys like get me out of here. Okay. Before we wrap up, I need to ask you one final question. This okay. podcast is all about sharing life-changing secrets. So can you share one major secret that has dramatically impacted
1: your life? Yeah, write it down. Anything you want, write that down, no matter how ridiculous or ostentatious or bold or whatever it is, write it down where you can see it every single day. That changed my life. Oh, I love
0: that. Listeners, did you hear that? Write it down so you can see it every day, whatever you want, whatever you need in your life, write it down. I love that. Thank you so much that's wonderful. Now please tell the listeners how to find out more information about you and your brand new book online.
1: Thank you. So you can visit me on Instagram at Mystic Michaela. The num- the Angel Numbers book is available on simonandchester.com or anywhere you like to get books and my podcast is Know Your Aura with Mystic Michaela. <gasps>
0: fantastic. So, Secret Squad, head on over to I've Got a Secret with Robin McGraw.com for more information about today's episode, as well as photos, recipes, and blogs. And I'll see you next week. Bye-bye.